I really liked it because, first of all, the first episode started out with him punching an old guy in the face. <laughs> and That's a good way to start off the episode. Honestly, it's a good way to start off. It kind of gets you hooked. Like, ooh, okay, where is this going? Hey, you guys, what's up? We are the Otaku Couple. I am Mrs. Otaku. And I'm Mr. Otaku. And this is the I'd Rather Anime Podcast number seven. This is your place to catch up on all things anime, new and old, with a lovely addition of our opinions, thoughts, and banter. We know you could be doing other things, so we're glad you'd rather animate with us. We cannot talk, but today we are going to be talking about My Hero Academia. We've been watching it for so long, and we've been like subtly referencing it in all of our podcasts. We just kind of felt it was time to... I don't think to... it's subtle. It wasn't subtle at all, actually. It was just kind of one of our big pieces but now we have a whole podcast dedicated to my hero academia especially since they've been on a little i don't even call it a hiatus because it's not a hiatus because they took the week week. off they took this week off so the sub took a week off and the dub took two weeks off and we're just like where's deku and it was strange yeah so yeah we're going to be talking about my hero and um our experiences with it but um first let's talk about what we watched this week First up, we watched One Piece. As always. As, as always. And we're watching it together now. This week, we watched episodes 591 through 628, which was the end of the Punk Hazard arc, mm-hmm. which uh, actually lasts two weeks because we didn't record last week because it was a holiday. Yeah. So for anyone who's not listening to this who and you don't live in America, um, last week was the 4th of July, which is our Independence Day. Because we separated from Britain, that, that's what history I, I don't, teaches I don't, us. I don't think we did much. Um, we didn't really. We watched anime. Did. Someone did, and they, and they made a holiday for it, and we took that time to watch a lot of One Piece. Our jobs told us that we didn't have to come to work that day, so that's all we celebrated. That's how we celebrated. We didn't go to work, and we watched a lot of One Piece. Yeah, yeah. So that was that. But yeah, um, how did you feel about the Punk Hazard arc, the ending? I mean, I thought it was good. I mean, it's One Piece. It wasn't it's One bad. Piece. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I like Law. I like, I like the relationship with Law. And I love how everyone in Luffy's crew, they're all like, so you formed an alliance nice. with him? I don't think you really understand what that means for Luffy. And, like, <laughs> like Law is starting to understand that Luffy's going to do what he wants to do, regardless of, like, any plan yeah. or anything that makes sense. He's just going to be like, well, I didn't want to catch him. Law has no clue what he got himself into. None. None at all. But I hey, think Luffy, go capture Caesar. Luffy beats Caesar up, blasts him out of the building, doesn't go after him. Like, I don't want to go after him. But, and Law's like, that wasn't the plan. And then the rest of the crew is like, oh, that's why he was going around saying he was going to kidnap him. Like, Luffy doesn't do that. <laughs> And then the rest of them, they just go along with it, except for, who was it, Usopp, Chopper, and Nami. They were just like, I object. And then they were like, everybody else was just like, does it matter? matter? Luffy's no. going to do what he wants to anyway. He's the captain, and we're just all going to go along with it. Yeah, so it really doesn't matter if we object. So, um, and it was cool to see Zoro, because Zoro is the only one who acts like there's a hierarchy in this yes. pirate ship. Yes. Like, <laughs> Zoro does act like there's a hierarchy in the pirate ship. He's like, he's the captain. If he wants to make an alliance, 
we're all going to go along with it. There's yeah. no if, ands, or buts about it. No. And then he gets mad at Luffy because he lost the fight. He's like, hey, we just got here. You can't be losing fights like this. So we just made it to the new world. Like, we just took two years off and you're already coming back and you're messing up? Like, no. No, that's not what we do. That's not okay. No, but my favorite part of what we watched this week was um, when Zoro was fighting that snow woman. Oh my gosh. I talked about it in my post. Um, I'd rather anime. And I'd it, rather One Piece week 13. Yeah. Yeah. Week 13. And if you follow us on Twitter, I also tweeted about it. So if you missed it, I mean, there is a timeline on Twitter. So you can feel free to go back and look at it. And while you're scrolling down, just like everything else, too. <laughs> yeah. Like it all. <laughs> but um, yeah, Zoro Zoro's my favorite can, can character. I, can I say this line, though? Go for can it. I say this line. Just to put this line in context. He's fighting the snow woman, right? And he let Tashigi, you know, fight or whatever because they thought that he wasn't going to hurt old Snow Woman because she she's a woman. she's a woman or whatever. Just because he wasn't currently hurting her. Um, this was Zoro's response after Shishigi had uh, bitten off more than she could chew. Um, Zoro said, you've underestimated me, Snow Woman. When you thought you couldn't beat me, you should have run. Of course, there are things I don't want to cut. But let me ask you something. Have you ever seen a fierce animal you were sure would never bite? Because I haven't. And then he proceeds to scare her so bad. She literally falls apart and can't put herself back together again. She's Humpty Dumpty. Well, you know, he did spice her in that. You just had to ruin my line right there. Oh, well. So let's try this again. She was Humpty Dumpty. Okay. She fell apart and couldn't put herself back together again. She was a Loki type, so, I mean, they should be able to do that. Yeah, but. like, she's made of snow, so that's kind of like how Ace was made of fire. And, like, he sliced her. And mind you, he didn't use any hockey. She was not actually physically hurt. He, She was just scared so bad, she couldn't pull herself together. Like, literally, she couldn't pull herself together. Yeah. And that was, like amazing and i like how we see like luffy and sanji going all out with their new like abilities yeah. and zoro is just like i haven't met anybody yet for me to go all out on yeah. and i'm just like i'm waiting i'm waiting to <laughs> oh. see what zoro has learned but it's like nobody has been a challenge to zoro yeah because if we notice ever since zoro came back from the two-year hiatus he hasn't put his bandana on like oh okay it's time to get serious nope he hasn't put his bandana on that one time and I don't know if that's just something that they did away with or if he's just like so juiced up from training with Mihawk. He's just like, forget it. I haven't met anybody who's worth my time or my true effort. Yeah, I mean, he's shown no effort. He's done everything easily since they got into the new world, since they came back from the time skip. Oh, and to keep in mind, like when he did this to the snow woman, he did not use all three swords. He used one. And Zoro's a three sword style swordsman. So when he's going all out, he uses all three swords. This fool took out one, one sword. And then he and was just like. He's not even trying. And he scared her so bad before he even sliced her. She was scared with fear. And he just literally walked up to her and sliced her in half. Yeah. There's nothing she could do. Yeah. And so she could just watch too, like, oh, snap. Yep. You should have run. You should have run. Yeah. So, Zora's our favorite character, in case you haven't realized that. Like, Luffy, Luffy is amazing, too. Don't get me wrong. Luffy is great. However, Zoro, like, 
Zoro's like this is our dude. He's that guy. He's that guy. He's that. I also really like Zoro because, like I said, he's the only one who respects the hierarchy of the pirate ship. Yeah. And Luffy is the captain, and he respects that. And I respect that he respects that, and everybody else is like Luffy's friend. And Zoro is Luffy's friend too, but he also realized that they're pirates, and Luffy is the captain. And so at times he has to act like the captain. And this goes all the way back to what Water Seven when yeah. Usopp left the crew. Yeah. And he told Luffy that he had to act like a pirate. He's like, "You go act like a captain, or I'm gonna leave the crew." Done. So, and Luffy acted like a captain. And Luffy acted like a captain because I think of all the people he doesn't want to leave. I think Zoro is like the linchpin that kind of keeps everybody together. Yeah, he keeps everybody together, but he keeps everybody together the right way. Making sure that there's respect for Luffy. Yeah, because it was up to Luffy. They'd all just be, ha ha, we're all in an adventure together, which is essentially what they are. Yeah. But Zoro's also like, yeah, we're on an adventure, but we follow him. Yeah. Um. Let's uh. Let's move on. Um, um. What else did you watch this week? Um. You can go next. Okay. Well, I want to keep mine short because I actually watched a lot of things this week. So I watched Barakamon. Um, there's an article for that coming and basically I really 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 liked this show because it's like a coming of age story but it's not for high schoolers it's for like uh, I would say young 20s hmm. young adults young adults because and it was just refreshing because there are so many anime that are geared toward high school students and I get that it's like the main demographic and so much happens in high school and high school is like a turning point in your life and I get that but then, you know, like, there's life after high school, and there this kind of addresses the whole, okay, so what do I do after high school type thing. They address the whole getting a job thing? Not that, because he's like an artist, and so, like, he peaked in high school, and his work, he was like the young, innovative, well, not innovative, but he was like the young artist who was super talented, but then he got older, and he wasn't the young artist anymore, and so people were, he was trying to, like, find his way in his professional life because he wasn't that young guy anymore who was keeping up with the older guys now he was just like this average run-the-mill guy and his work has gotten predictable mm-hmm. and i really liked it because first of all the first episode started out with him punching an old guy in the face <laughs> and that's a good way to start off episode. honestly it's a good way to start off it kind of gets you hooked like oh okay where's this going and i just i like all of the characters and i liked the main character and I like how like it develops and how he has this internal struggle of I want to grow but I'm not sure how I want to change but I'm not sure what I need to like I want to be an adult but I'm not sure how and it's really amusing for me because there is these moments where he was like oh crap I'm the adult in the room (laughs) and so he had to figure it out so he had to figure it out you know he's got these younger kids around him middle school and elementary age kids around him that he's responsible for and he's just like oh okay I am the adult so now what do I do and I just think that's a very like real life based scenario like there becomes a moment where you're not the kid in the room you are the adult watching the kids in the room and that's a scary feeling yep not a feeling I want to have very often um but um yeah yeah alright so um I finally finished Junie Tyson I watched episodes 7 through 12 this last two weeks and um 
honestly, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. It was like it had these little sparkles of greatness, but overall, it was very predictable. But it was fun just learning about each person and how they were different in their stories. Of course, as soon as you learn about their story, they die. But, you know, did the boar win? Did the boar win? Which one was the boar? No. Killing systematically? Killing systematically? Oh, nah, he didn't win. But uh, he was he was one of the, the last tiger ones. Won? No, Boar killed the tiger out of mercy because the rabbit was gonna make her a uh, one of his puppets. Okay, so the Boar killed the tiger, and the tiger killed the rabbit. No, the tiger didn't kill the rabbit. The tiger killed the sheep. Tiger killed the sheep. Mm-hmm. Boar killed the rabbit. Then Boar killed the tiger. But Boar didn't win the fight. Boar did not win the fight. Who won the fight? Spoilers for Johnny Tyson. The rat wins. Yeah. The rat wins. And the rat's ability, probably the most useful one there, considering how it allowed him to win. But, um... I consider it useful if you want to fight to the death. Yeah, the funny thing is, everybody else's abilities are stronger and better for combat. In a straight-up fight, any one of them could have beat him. Hmm. But, uh... What year was Junie Tyson made? I don't know what year it was made, but, I mean, it looks decent enough. And as long as you're cool with, you know, characters dying every episode, and it's the same character that you spend all episode learning about, I mean, it's pretty fine. It's pretty predictable. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Um, let's just move on to the next one. Um, alright, first episode at Sands of Destruction... Um, it's an interesting little anime. Basically, there's this girl and she wants to destroy the world, but she seems like the protagonist of the anime. She's not like the antagonist. The, the, yeah, she's not. She's not the antagonist. She's not the bad person or the adversity. Like we're seeing things from her point of view, and yeah, she wants to destroy the world. Don't know why. Um, that doesn't necessarily not make her the antagonist because an overlord, Momonga, is definitely the bad guy. He's definitely the antagonist. Yeah, but the but other we people, see it through his eyes. The other people seem like garbage, though. So I really, so far, I don't really blame her for wanting to destroy the world. It's like uh, this real world where they're like humans, but they're also like beast mans, like beast humans. You know, people that are part human, part animal. And apparently the part animal, part human people are better. It's almost like a racist type thing. And um, yeah, it's like they get paid more and all types of other stuff. And there was this Speciesism. guy. Yeah, speciesism, I guess. There was this guy, he was uh, working in this restaurant and he was pretending to be a, a beast man or whatever. And she came in and all of a sudden these guards came in looking for it. And she gets ready to take this guy as a hostage, and then his fake ears fall off, and they find out he's not a beast man, and they just start shooting. They just open fire, like they don't care that he's a hostage once they found out he was a human. So he got roped in with her, and now he's wanted because they think they're accomplices. And it was just a crazy turn of events, and somebody else ended up getting roped into it too, all because they think that they're um, her accomplices. So. It's funny because it looks like now they're going to be her accomplices. But um, it was interesting, but I've only first episode of it, so we'll see how it goes. 
Maybe. Okay. Okay. Um, I watched Mysterious Girlfriend X. Um, there's a review for it on our website under series review if you're interested. Um, what is the best way to say this? It's gross. <laughs> it's just really, really gross. It's nasty, actually. It's just really, really nasty. Like in a hygienic way. Yeah, in a hygienic way. Like, it's not mature at all. But it's nasty. Like, legit, like, ew. Like, that's so nasty. Like, that's how I felt watching every episode. But it's also like, oh, it's kind of cute. It's really weird. But, I mean, that's kind of cute, maybe, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And the reason I say that is because if you read the description on, like, any website, the whole premise of the show is there's a boy. I can't remember his name. Who likes a girl. Her name is Urabi. Urabe. I remember that. Or Uabe. Urabe. U-R-A-B-E. However you say that in Japanese. And... Yeah, it's probably spelled with Japanese characters. Probably. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. She has magical spit. And... Oh, the spit is magical. I never... I, that's, that's the best that. way I could sum it up. Like, when people eat her spit, they, like, get connected to her. And I don't know why you eat someone's spit, honestly. Honestly, I don't want to know how you found out you had this ability. That's what I was thinking. Um, the first episode, just brace yourself, hardening your stomach and your gag reflex. Mm. Um, girl falls asleep in class and drools on her desk. Boy comes back to class after school because he forgot his lunchbox on his desk. He sees girl there and he wakes her up and he's like, hey, it's time to go home. Girl leaves the room. He sees the drool on her desk. He's like, oh, I wonder what her drool tastes like. So he dips his finger in her pool of drool on her desk and eats it. Why? I don't know. And then he has a moment where he's like, why am I doing this? This is weird. And then he never, he doesn't do it again for like a week. And then he gets really sick. And it's not because he has a cold, because he just ate the germs of like some rando girl in his class. It's because he's secretly in love with her and her drool made him realize that and going so long without having more drool made him violently ill to the point where he was almost about to die and the doctors could not figure out what was wrong with him. He missed like a week and a half of school, which apparently in Japan is like a really serious thing. Like you don't just miss school in Japan. Although I'm pretty sure there were days where I just didn't go to school because I didn't feel like it, but, or my mom didn't feel like it, but my mom takes mental health days. So like there were days where we just didn't go to school. Oh, well, that never happened to me. Yeah, but my mom's cool. I had, I had perfect attendance. My mom's cool. Your mom so, is cool. And I actually like school, so it wasn't a big of a deal. I, not because I like school. Yeah. I'm not going to say that. School wasn't hard, but I mean, it wasn't like, yay, school, I get to go to school. I don't know. Anyway, um, back to the point. It's gross. It's weird. Um, it kind of puts into perspective that everybody has their own little quirks and their own little relationship. <laughs> quirks. Still weird as all get out. And do I recommend you go watch it? Probably not. But if you just happen to see it one day and you have literally nothing else to do and nothing else on your watch list, and you're just like, hey, maybe I should watch this. I mean, you can go for it. I mean, like, what? There's like, I don't know. There are these weird scenes where it's just like, they're naked for no reason and I don't understand it. But then like, they're dancing in weird places. And then like, he licks her arm. So like, there's there's like this, a lot of weird stuff going on. Mm. There's just a lot of weirdness. 
Mm. I don't know if I want to hear any more about this anime. <laughs> so, the last thing that I watched... No, I watched two more things, so I'm just going to go, and then we're going to talk. move on. I watched Go Sick. Go watch that. I don't know why people, more people do, do not talk about it, because I absolutely loved every single episode of it. Because yeah. The episodes I saw I thought were quite interesting, too. I could definitely watch it. It's like a mystery. Which is saying a lot, because, you know... I don't do slice of life really. It's not even a slice of life. I would say it's more like of a mystery paranormal genre, kind of. But like, there's no like ghost or anything. It has that. uh, It's got like a creepy vibe um, to it. Oh, Sherlock Holmes! It has that Sherlock Holmes vibe to it. Like she, she has a pipe. Yeah. So it's it's really an anime female, young girl Sherlock Holmes. No. You didn't watch it, so I would not call her that. Okay. Um, She's. Smartin has good deductive reasoning in Sob's cases. Yeah, so basically, Gosek follows the story of Victorique and Cujo. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's exactly the sound. Victorique is like this English girl. And this is set in like a fictional universe between like France and some other country. I, I'm not very good with my European geography, even though I've taught it for a year. <laughs> Besides the point, um, Victorique is the daughter of a really high up nobleman and basically his mistress. So she's been kept like in this tower, but she's freakishly smart, smarter than literally anybody else in the kingdom. And so she gets bored really easily. And so she like solves cases. What I like about this anime is something happens in every episode The cases are really interesting and they make you be like, okay, so I wonder what happened. And the way she explains it, it connects all the dots. It's really, 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 really interesting to watch. But I also liked her relationship with Cujo. And I also liked her relationship with her brother because even though he didn't really like his sister, that was still his sister. And even though he had, it was never expressly stated but you could see that he had conflicting feelings about how his father treated his sister versus, you know, what he had to do because there's like this huge age gap between them. But um, I thought that was interesting. I thought her relationship with her mother was interesting. Um, her mother is like, I don't know, she's like a, not a delinquent, but what do you call it? Um, you know, in your Marvel Universe shows, they call it the guy who runs around in the mask. They don't call him a delinquent. Vigilante? Yeah, she's like a vigilante. Her mom's like a vigilante. And she runs around with like these other guys who are from the same village. Who And all of them are super smart, like Victorique. And they're illusionists. So they have all these really cool illusions going on. And they solve mysteries of people who have been dead for like decades. And it's, it's really cool. And all the characters are well developed. And from where they start to where they end, it was just a very good overarching story. I felt like it really came full circle and nothing about their relationship felt forced, really. Like the characters stayed true to themselves. And I'm rambling. So I'm going to move on. Last thing that we watched was Together, that we both watched. Second from last thing. Um, oh, you're right. My first girlfriend is a gal. Yeah, so we both watched My First Girlfriend is a Guy, but we watched it separately. So I'm interested to know what your thoughts are on it. It was, it was interesting and cute. 
And, like, the way that they talk was, like, really interesting. And it was, like, so great, you know? <laughs> it was hilarious. I, I, th- I thought it was uh, very entertaining. I liked Yukana. Yeah, Yukana was cool. Um, I liked, uh, what was the his childhood friend with the pink hair? Oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I, I like the her. half girl, the half gal. Yeah, the, yeah. I thought she was she was pretty funny too. I thought she was over the top for no reason. Honestly, I thought all the females were pretty were pretty interesting. Okay, I'm glad you finished that. You know, it's just like they all had that certain thing about them. Like one of them had an alter ego that they. The that alter ego on one web. was interesting. That was that was funny. I mean, all of it was funny. His friends were funny because they were like. They're pervy losers. They're pervy losers, but they were like real teenage boys. So it was. I see. I've never been a teenage boy, and I've never hung around a group of teenage boys like that. Yeah. So I I mean, they they were they were losers, and they were desperate. (laughs) But they but they weren't real. One of them was a pedophile. Like he's straight up. Okay, that one I didn't like. (laughs) That one I didn't like. That one guy, and they mentioned it like in the first episode. They're like. Like, you're going to make people stop wanting to watch the show. Let it out. <laughs> they break the fourth wall a lot, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. And then I also like how the pedophile friend, they were just like, you're going to go to jail. Like, I'm going to send you to jail because what you're saying is weird and it's not yeah, okay. It's, it's not okay. It's not okay. It's like, they knew it wasn't okay, but they still wrote him in there and it was just like... Uh, okay. Awkward. But basically, but, but he never actually does anything pedophilish. But I'm not gonna say that. You remember when they got those jobs for the for the beach trip, and then he they got him the job at the daycare, and then they there was that episode where the the girl was like, um, teacher, help. <laughs> he didn't actually do anything. He but didn't. He, but he looked like he was going to. He, he had her cornered. He did. It wasn't good. It wasn't no, good. it wasn't. But. Basically, this show follows Junichi as his friends in the first episode sent him to ask out Yukana, who's basically like a gal, which they never explain what a gal is. But from context clues, it's like a really, a really busty, popular girl with like, I don't want to say skimpy clothes, but with like, it's kind of out there. I'm not gonna say out there. Like she's um, popular, like with the short skirt and the low cut and the like. Oh my god, Janiji! Like, hi, boyfriend. How are you? <laughs> you sound just like her. Did you secretly do the voice acting and not tell me? Really? But- <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you that. I, I talked like that for a little bit in ninth grade. Hi, you guys. No, no. What's up? <laughs> no, no. I could totally do the entire podcast like this. No, it's don't. Great. Don't do it. Don't do it. Please. <laughs> like, stop. it's so bad. Please. If you've stop. ever seen Mean Girls, I hope you get that reference. <laughs> All right. Anyway, it was good. Um, and it was entertaining. I liked how Yukana was actually like, not, none of the characters are what they seem to be except for the per- pervy losers. They are definitely pervy losers. Like, they, they're very one dimensional in that aspect. But they're also very good friends to Janichi, but Janichi like grows from being the pervy loser to like having a harem, pretty much. Except yeah. for what's her name? Yukana's best friend. Oh, yeah. she hates Janichi, but she's also a lesbian who's in love with Yukana, so there's that. Spoiler alert. Oh, this is full of spoilers. You should have got that from a while ago. But whatever. Yep. Anyway, it was really great, you guys. So you should like totally go watch it. Maybe, like, if you have time. Like, it's not that great. But, I mean, <laughs> if you like voices and, like, 
a bunch of fan service. It's like totes for you. <laughs> My voice. Well, um, so on a much more serious note, we started Black Lagoon. Revy! Revy is awesome. Revy is amazing. I love Revy. I love everything she's, about Revy. She's bipolar, crazy, and she knows how to use her uh, two guns. She's like, no, 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 no. Not just, let's not just say she knows how to. They call her two hands. They call okay? her two hands. Because you know why? Because this girl carries two guns and she ain't got to look at you to shoot you in the face. All okay? she needs is her two hands. And she's like deft with all types of weapons. She's just like she t- she takes out stuff. She handles she handles her business. All right, mm-hmm. Ravi handles her business. You know what I love though that episode when the guy was monologuing about how great his gun was, and then she just shot him. <laughs> yeah. She was just like, she was just she's like, like, are you trying to sell me the gun? Like, are you what? trying to sell me the gun? It really doesn't matter as long as bullets come out and they hit their target. That's all it really takes to kill somebody. Yep. It doesn't matter what the gun is as long as you can hit your target. She... And the fact is, like, while this guy's monologuing, they make a point of showing her, like, looking at him, rolling her eyes, checking her cartridge, taking it out, spitting a fresh cartridge in her gun, looking at it, and just like, boom! Yeah, just like... Like, it's just like, it doesn't matter if you're not going to use the gun. Like, why, why are you doing this? Why are you, why are you monologuing? It doesn't yeah. matter. And then I also like, uh... Dutch. Dutch. Because Dutch is like the cool guy. He's like, because he's like, he takes care of everybody. He's like, I'm your employer. And I like Dutch because Dutch is not emotional. He's like, it's about business. business. All right. At the end of the day, criminal, outlaw, above the law, below the law, in the middle of whatever we at with the law. It's, this is a business. business. And if, and I love it when he checks Ravi. He's like, look, if you can't control it, then I don't need you here. All right. We could drop you off at the next port. We could go our separate ways. And Dutch is just so cool. But Dutch also handles his business. He handles his business. And he handles his business interactions. Like, the the people who he deals with, they're not savory people, you guys. They're not. But Dutch handles them. He's like, I know what this is. He's and then he's always like, it's a delivery. It doesn't matter if there's cotton balls in that crate or if there are guns in that crate. We deliver it all the same. Yep. Don't matter if there's people in a crate. Right? <laughs> we are a delivery service. <laughs> we deliver. <laughs> yep. And so I just I don't know. I like the I like Dutch and his character. I mean, I know it's about rock and rock's kinda cool. Mm. Not really. Mm. But Dutch and Revy, those are my... Yeah, my. Dutch and Revy are cool. Rock is just like this little thing that was thrown in, a little ripple in the pond. I think Rock is there to sort of show how like crazy, crazily outlandish the rest of them are. Like how off the charts crazy Revy is. Mm-hmm. Like he's that regular guy who puts all the rest of them in perspective. Yeah, that's what he does. He, he does that very well. He's like... Because without him there, you would think that maybe this is just how things work in this world. No, their world is just like our world. It's just uh, these two are crazy. Yep. Especially Revy. More so Revy, Dutch is just a businessman. But he also has his own like set of own unique set of skills that he got from like his regular world. Because basically the situation here is Rock got sent on a job by his job. And then the job went south because of Revy. And then his job were like, was like, basically, okay, so we're going to kill you and we're going to make sure the higher ups come to your funeral. And he was just like, well, forget that. I'm just going to stay with them. And so now he's a criminal in training. Yep. 
So it's really cool. We're not done with it yet. We haven't even finished the first season, but yeah. it's really entertaining. And We've I'm glad. watched the first seven episodes so far. Yeah. If you voted on our poll, we appreciate you for voting because that's what led us to watch this. So yeah. much appreciated. Please follow us on Twitter and interact with us because it's much appreciated. Yep. Um, anytime. At I'd Rather Anime. It's real simple. Yep. Okay. So... Now that that took way longer than we had planned for it to take, we can actually. Oh move yeah, on. yeah, yeah! We were supposed to be talking about my hero. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We got sidetracked because we hadn't done this in two weeks, so we had a lot of anime to talk about, and I am really rambling. Okay, cool. Well, let's go through this. My Hero Academia. Um, first of all, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, oh wait, and just to be fair. This is a good place to stop the podcast if you have not seen My Hero Academia because this is about to be chock of spoilers. Just oh yeah, full of spoilers. FYI. Um, if you have seen My Hero Academia, then um, this is about to be a fun ride. If you haven't seen it, it's still going to be a fun ride, but you will have spoilers. Okay? But My Hero Academia is awesome. It is actually the only anime that we are currently watching week to week. I think be- it's the only one that we've ever watched week to week together. Yeah, it's the only one that we've ever both together watched week to week because we're not big on week to week anime. We like to binge watch it. We like to know the end of the story, where things are going. But this anime is so addictive and so good that every week we're hungry for that episode. And, you know, this weekend we were actually kind of upset because there was no episode. I know, you know, they might have needed a break for whatever reason, but uh, I wanted that episode. But since we didn't get an episode... We've watched the first 51 episodes so far, and we're going to tell you why you should be watching My Hero Academia. First, you might want to know what it's about, huh? Yeah, but just a couple of things. Um, Like all the rest of our anime, you can go watch it on Verb. Um, That's where we watch ours, but it's available on Funimation and Crunchyroll and pretty much anywhere because it's very mainstream. Yeah, I think it's even like on Hulu. It's not on Netflix for licensing reasons. But yeah. Yeah. And also because Netflix only places complete seasons and it's ongoing. But whatever. Yeah. Um, is it binge worthy? Absolutely. Will we rewatch it? Yes. Because again, if you follow us on Twitter, you would know that we recently rewatched the first five episodes with our Six family. Six episodes, actually. No, it was only the first five. Okay. We rewatched the first five episodes with our, well, your mom, my mother in law. Mm hmm. Your sister, my sister-in-law, your dad, my father-in-law. So I think they know our relationship, so I don't think you have to clarify that I'm just, twice. I was just throwing it out there. Okay. Because when I tweeted it, I just said our parents and big sister. So just so you know, we're not actually related by by blood. We're married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> just want to make sure that was clear. In case for some odd reason you didn't know that already. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. We're going to move on. Yeah. We're the otaku couple for a reason. Yeah. Um, um, we're watching it subbed now. We were watching it dubbed. Ver- both versions are awesome. So you really can't go wrong with either version you pick. Right now, I think we're actually doing both. We watch the subbed version. Then when the dubbed version comes out, we go back and watch that too. 
Yeah, the dub is the dub and the sub were right along with each other. I think last season of My Hero was the first time I had ever seen that happen, where the dub and the sub were ha- happening at the exact same time. Simul dub. Simul dub. Um, but it was like a true simul dub, like same day release. Um, but now, um, just like last time, it's gliding like two weeks behind. So that's just how it is. I guess th- they just need more time to dub it and. Guess they just didn't have the time they needed but for those first 10 episodes or so it was great just having a brand new dubbed episode every week not having to worry about spoilers from you know so people familiar. watching it subbed even though with my hero you can still get spoilers because the manga is so far ahead um by the way we're only watching the episodes we haven't read the manga um but yeah we're mostly anime like we're just starting to dabble into the manga thing and we definitely haven't been reading anything that we're currently watching but that's a conversation for something different um so my hero academia from verve the synopsis reads izuka has dreamt of being a hero all his life a lofty goal for anyone but especially challenging for a kid with no superpowers that's right in a world where 80 percent of the population has some kind of superpower quirk Izuka was unlucky enough to be born completely normal, but that's not enough to stop him from enrolling in one of the world's most prestigious hero academies, which is also known as UA High. I don't know what UA stands for, but... I don't know what UA stands for either. <laughs> it's called UA. If anybody knows what UA stands for, please tweet at us at I'd Rather Anime, because I really would like to know what UA stands for. Maybe we'd know if we read the manga. Maybe we would, but they read manga, right? Yeah. Yeah, let us know. So, something that I just remembered when we were watching it with your mom that I thought was really interesting. She was talking about how, like, everybody's like, Izuku can't be a hero because he doesn't have a quirk. But then she was like, well, all these other people have all these useless quirks and they're heroes, so why can't he be one without one? Like, it still (laughs) takes work. And then I was just like, oh, man, she's got a really valid point there. Really valid point. Like, his mom can only float small objects toward her. But if she wanted to be a hero, no one would say she couldn't because she didn't have a quirk. They'd just be like, your quirk sucks, but you can still be a hero. Yeah. And that's not much better than Deku not having one at all. Yep. So I just thought about that. So shout out to my mother-in-law. Appreciate that. My hero is so good. It's just like it builds you up like the story just kind of builds up and you get very into it so quickly and then after a while it's just like every week that new episode just gives you something more and it's like it gives you so much though that you feel like you're really getting something out of it every week it's not like i hate to keep making this comparison but black clover black clover where it's just like i it seems like it could be an interesting story and i do like it but I can't watch it week to week because I don't get enough out of the episodes. So it's just like each week it would only disappoint me. So honestly, I just have to wait till it's enough episodes to really watch. Honestly, though, I feel like, and I don't mean this like in a negative way, but I feel like Black Clover is more like One Piece and Dragon Ball where it's meant to be watched in large quantities because when you watch it together, a whole lot happens and it's a really interesting story and it's a really well thought out story however when you watch when you chunk it and you only get a little bit here and a little bit here and a little bit here and a little bit here it's frustrating whereas 
My Hero Academia, it's really designed for that. Like that one episode is meant to be like everything for you, yeah. you know, because even with um, like even comparing the two with My Hero Academia, first episode, Izuku is meeting All Might. Second episode, All Might is saying you're going to take my quirk. Third episode, fourth, third and fourth episode, Izuku is training. Fourth episode, he takes the entrance exam. Fifth episode, he's enrolled in UA high school. Like, it moves really fast. Like, that's a, yeah. a year's time span. He goes from being a middle school student, not sure how he's going to get into UA, to being a high school student at UA with a quirk, and not only having a quirk, but demonstrating it in the class and being ranked in the class. Like, yeah. that's a huge time skip. Yeah, and they and they ran through it. The thing I like about My Hero Academia is that each episode, it feels like it's been thought of individually. Like, they think of it in its purpose. With a lot of other anime, it's like they have this overarching story and they're just getting through that story. Whereas My Hero, it feels like, what's the story of this episode? What's the story of the next episode? And they all just connect together and make a big story. It's like they don't take episodes for granted. Like, like the fact that it's like you're just going to watch it like take watch. like you're just gonna take it one episode like episode one and you're just gonna take that in and it's gonna roll over in episode two like no you have episode one of my hero academia then you have episode two and then you have episode three and it's the same story but different things are happening in each story yeah there's a story to each episode but it's not like a it's not like a pokemon story or like one of those stories where you can watch the episodes out of order because it doesn't matter yeah. it's not like that it's like it's a concrete story that moves the plot along, but enough happens that you feel like you got a complete circle out of each episode. And I think they do that by, like, the side characters. Like, clearly, Iz Izuku is the main character. For sure. For sure. However, there are episodes where it's not all about Izuku. It's about the other characters. About Bakugo. It's about Bakugo. It's about... Ida, it's about Todoroki, it's about the class, and it's about how they build their relationship and the struggles that they go to. It's not all about Izuku being a hero. Yeah. Like, he's working up to that, but like, even the last, I'm not saying the last episode that we watched, because I'm pretty sure we watched something else, but the episode before the, the Dorm King episode, the one before that where All Might and Aizawa are going around telling the parents about the, the, the dorm, dorm system. system. Like, we don't even see Zuka for the entire first half of that episode. Yep. It shows his other classmates and their parents and what they were going through. And it even shows, I forgot her name, the girl with the earplugs. It shows what her parents were going through during the fight that All Might had. Yep. And it develops the world. And it's completely well-rounded. It shows what the police are doing and what they're thinking. It shows what the board is thinking. It shows what the teachers and the professors and the principal are thinking it even shows a relationship between All Might and Aizawa in the car. It shows we see yeah. Bakugo's relationship with his parents, and I feel like it's a complete world. It's not just okay, Izuku in this universe, yeah. and nobody else matters. Everybody who you meet in this show matters, and I feel like that's something that you don't get with a whole lot of anime, especially short ones like this. That like you get that in One Piece. You get a whole lot of background knowledge in One Piece, but... More than any other show. One Piece has, like, 800 episodes. Yeah. Uh, if, if you want the most well-developed characters you can possibly get, go to One Piece. Yeah. 
You know, <laughs> 50 episodes per character minimum. Minimum. A lot. Most of them get more. And yeah, each one of them will be very, very developed. Yeah. Yeah. This one, you don't have that much information about each character in comparison to One Piece, but they're all very developed and they matter. And, I think, and you feel invested to them. And they all come back around. So, like, even when we met um, All Might's mentor, it's like, we didn't know who she was. And at the time that she was introduced, we were just like, okay, she's the one who gave All Might the power and All Might the one who gave Izuku the power. Like, you try to make that connection with the character that you already know. But then it comes back around that it it's painting the picture that Izuku's main antagonist isn't going to be one for all, but his protege. Hmm. Or all for one. I always get them mixed up. Yeah. All oh. for one's protege. Yeah. And he's going to be All Might's protege. And they're the ones who are going to have to fight because they're the ones who are going to continue to fight. That's what it looks like. But just like in One Piece, where the sea turtle came back from Alabasta, that was like 10 arcs ago. Hmm. But he came back for, it was, it was a filler episode, but still, we came back to that character like it wasn't just a throwaway character technically speaking technically but yeah but let's keep this moving because I am rambling and if this is if this podcast is way too long for you I'm sorry but it's been a while that we've just sat down and really talked about anime yeah so So. things that we liked um we've already talked about the characters let's uh move on to the quirks um the quirks, um, each person in this ability, in, in this ability, in this world that has powers that are called quirks, and some of them are really useful and some of them aren't, but some of them are like cool. useful in ways that you probably wouldn't have thought. Yeah, like one of the quirks that I really like the best is, um, what is his name? The guy with the bandana, evil guy, the hero killer, Stain. Yeah. What's Hero Killer Stain is actually his name. Yep. Um, but yeah, and he kills heroes. Yep. But his quirk was really cool because yep. if he ingests blood, depending on the blood type, he freezes you for different lengths of time. That wouldn't work in our world. Wouldn't work in our world. STDs. Yeah, he probably died. <laughs> he probably died. But in this world, I thought it was a cool ability and I hadn't seen something quite like it. You know, and he carries a ton of knives and he cuts people so he can get their blood. And then once he's cut them, they're basically defenseless and he can do whatever he wants. Yep. So this is like, that's really cool. You got people who use ice and fire like regular things. You got people who have... Todoroki is literally the only person with this ability, by the way. Oh, he's the only one that has two abilities that I know of other than all for one. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody else only has one quirk, one ability... But uh, he's got two fire <laughs> and ice, and he was born with both abilities. Um, he was created to have both abilities, that's yeah. why he's got such family issues now. Yeah, family issues. Well developed characters have family issues. Take note, <laughs> any future authors out there, well developed you know characters have family to issues. Know? I want to know what Bakugo's parents' quirks are. I don't know. But Bakugo's mother clearly keeps him in line. She Bakugo, runs stuff. <laughs> and Bakugo's father clearly is a pushover. So I'm guessing the quirk came from uh, the mother. Probably not. Probably came from his dad. I don't know. But that's just how things. The attitude came from his mother. Oh, I, for sure. And the hair. And the hair. Definitely the hair. 
So I like her. She was one of my char- favorite characters because, like, even though she was like clearly a rough mom and kept beating the crap out of her son in front of his teachers, it was just like when she was like, "I'm glad that you said that at the press conference." Like, I noticed that you noticed that he's actually a really good kid. Like, he's spoiled. And he thinks he can do whatever he wants, but he wants to be a hero. He's going to be a great hero. And I'm glad that you noticed that because I noticed that. And I feel would would not feel right sending him with you if you hadn't noticed that he has good qualities and he's a good person. Like, I like how they showed that she was still a mother and she wasn't just like this one dimensional. Uh, Kotsky, shut up. Apologize. You're so weak. <laughs> you know, I'm glad they didn't just paint her like that. And I also like how they did... Um, Deku's mom and how they try to show her as like this acquiescing mother who was just like I want you to be happy I want you to do what you want but she was like no like I am sick and tired of y'all putting my son in danger like do you know I'm tired of worrying about you and she pointed that out to Ahmed like do you know that they said if he damages his arms again he's not going to be able to use them like it was better when he didn't have a quirk and all he could do was watch from the sidelines he was happier that way he was safer that way and then she was like, you know what? I don't care if he has to go to another school. He's not going back to your school where he keeps getting hurt and put in danger. Like, my heart can't take it. I tried. I tried to be supportive. It ain't work. We ain't doing this no more. Yeah. And you know? She showed that she was a real character. And it's like, those type of episodes, even when there's not a bunch of fighting and action going on, they still have weight and meaning. And you still feel them. And they develop the characters they don't feel like ancillary filler like most other animated. Yeah, and just because of because it is anime and with so many high school anime, especially for me because I watch Slice of Life, so many times like you just have these kids and their parents are just gone. They like, just I don't, don't exist. I don't even know if that's like an actual thing for the culture in Japan where if like the parents have work or something or they go overseas or to a different country, they leave their teenage kids alone in the city. I don't know if that's a real thing or if it's just a convenient, I don't know, caveat in anime where they're just like, (laughs) okay, we're just going to get rid of the parents because parents would never let their kids actually do this. I don't know. But it's just kind of nice how they explained why these kids are now going to be living together instead of just being like, oh yeah, now we all have dorms. Like, wait, what? They weren't always living in dorms. Yeah. It's just like, they explained it and they had a reason behind it too and it built up to this it wasn't like oh yay this would just be a great way so we're all just gonna throw them in dorms like no they think they would be safer in the dorms and then they showed them going around and getting permission for it and I like how Izuku almost didn't go because of it I just thought it was a good storyline yeah there's so many great things about my hero we could go on and on forever but the point is you need to watch it you really need to watch it. Okay, so I want to keep this really, really short, sweet, and to the point. Are you ready? Because I'm about to go boom, boom, boom. Are you ready? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Other things that we like. The sarcasm co- comedic relief. Because the little... I don't even know his name. I literally call him Grapes Guy. <laughs> He's hilarious to me. I like the emotional uh, depth of Sue and the rest of the characters and how they were like you almost got me kicked out of school because of the stuff that you did and I tried to stop you and I thought I stopped you and it didn't work. Like, there's depth there. I like that. I like, um, what's his name? Electrocution guy. Oh, yeah. And how he, like, goes dumb. I think him and Earjack Girl are gonna end up together. I ship that. I ship that so hard. 
Um, makes sense. It, oh, also, I kind of noticed that with her parents, that her mom had the earphone jacks, but her dad was like the super loud, kind of like a oh, megaphone. Per, yeah, like present mic. Present mic, or mm-hmm. I call it a megaphone. Lord, forgive me. Anyway, I like that. I like this. We already talked about how something happens in every episode. Um, I don't feel like any character is useless, even with um, Electrocution Guy. Can't remember his name. You know who I'm talking about if you've seen the show. He serves a purpose. And I really like that all these characters are thought out and they serve a purpose. Things I don't like, I don't like that the dub is behind the sub now because I enjoyed watching it in English. That's just a personal preference because I speak English and I catch the little subtleties in the language better than I do. And I like that I can like look at the picture and get the whole feel of the picture because when I watch subs, sometimes I feel like I'm so, missing something because I'm so, so focused on reading mm-hmm. <laughs> what they're saying. Yeah. I miss like what they're doing while they're saying it. And sometimes it goes really fast and you just miss it. And when you go back and watch it the second time, it's not the same effect as the, the first, first time. time. So there's that. Um, who is this anime for? It's for everyone. It's for the young. It's for the old. It's for the anime veterans. It's for the baby anime lovers who have never seen anything but Naruto. Like, I mean, even my mom watched it and my mom liked it. And she wanted to keep watching it. Your sister watched it and she liked it. Like, she wasn't like, oh, I want to keep watching, but she liked it. And she doesn't watch anime. That might have been the first anime she watched aside from Dragon Ball Z that you made her watch or that Junior made her watch. Yeah. And then you didn't really make her watch it. She was just in the same room. Exactly. She actually watched My Hero. And that speaks volumes. Like, anybody can watch My Hero. And it's, it's a wonderful anime. And I love watching it. It's great. Yeah, he's like literally my favorite thing about Deku is he's the embodiment of make the most of what's been given to you. Because so many people, I think, in like real life are just like, oh, if I had this, oh, if I had that, oh, if I could do this differently. Oh, if I came if, from a rich family, if yeah. I had money, if I had talent, if I looked better, if I could write, if I could paint, if I could run fast if I could do this if I could do that it's always like if a if I could type thing and Deku is literally the embodiment of that because he's like quirkless in a world where everybody has a quirk and that didn't stop him from wanting to become a hero it actually got him to the point where other people believe that he could actually be a hero and even when his mom was standing in his way he was still like it doesn't have to be UA I'm going to be a hero regardless of where I'm at and I think, again, make the most of what's been given to you. And I think that's just a great lesson to take, not even just in the anime, but in life in general. And I like how he has such a positive outlook. And no matter what's in his way, he faces it head on. And he realizes also when he's out of his league and he does, he's like not he's not stupid. Like Luffy, he's going to run head, for, head first into any situation. It doesn't matter if he's out of his league or not. Yep, and he is stupid. Izuku does not have that problem. He's very, very intelligent. And I think for me, it's nice to have a main character who is strong and like a true hero. Like his feet are going to move before he really thinks about it. But he still thinks his actions through before Mm -hmm. he does it. He still comes up with a plan. He still... He's not just going through the motions. He doesn't just rush in to see what's going to happen. When he knows he has to act, he does act. But at the same time, he doesn't go in without thinking, without making a plan, without 
evaluating the situation and his options. So it's a cool dynamic that I don't think I've really seen in any other characters in anime. Yeah. You, you just have to watch it. Just go watch the show. Yeah, and it's also really, really nice that he has to train for his quirk. It's not just a blessing bestowed upon him by All Might. Like, he still has to work really, really hard and train to control it and be able to use it. And he still doesn't have full control of it. I like that his training, like, yes, his training at the beginning was a montage, but his control training is not a montage. It's not just him training super hard for like six months and now he's got control of it. Kind of like how uh, in Black Clover, old girl, she just went and got a magical charm to control her power. And then yeah. that was it. Yeah, and now it's just like, and now family, we don't have to worry about her not being able to control her powers anymore. And she not only that, to. but she also got a new spell on top of all that. Yeah. So it's nice to see him having to work hard for it like all the other characters in the anime. Like, all of them have to work hard. Even Todoroki has to work hard at it. Yep. Bakugo has to work hard. But yeah, um, we've given you plenty of reasons to watch My Hero. Mm-hmm. But just to mm-hmm. throw one more on top, Chris Sabat does the voice of All Might. Chris Sabat also does the voices of Vegeta and Goku. And he's done a voice of a main character in every Funimation anime you've probably ever seen. Um... And he does a great job. So we're just going to throw that on top. (laughs) All right. So what are we watching this week? We're going to keep watching One Piece. Um, We might watch Black Clover. Who knows? That's up in the air. Um, We're definitely going to watch My Hero Academia because it's supposed to come back this week, I believe. We're going to finish Black Lagoon. At least the first season. Hopefully we get to watch some Shokugeki because I'm starting to miss Shokugeki. So that might be on the list. It might not. Um, and then, you know, there'll be some little stuff in between that we watch on our own and you'll get, you guys will hear about that. Maybe not next week because we're actually going to have family staying with us. And unfortunately they are going to be living in our office for the week. Yeah. So that may, we may have to postpone. We might have to postpone next week, but we'll try our best to get it out if we... Yeah, we're going to try. Who knows? We may have a little podcast probably not. I don't know. I don't know. My dad did used to watch Dragon Ball and Naruto with me though, so we could give him to my we hero, but we just did. Podcast. We just did a family my uh, thing with my hero starting over, so kind of don't want to start again. over again. We just talked them on Black Clover and put them against each other. No, no, Black Clover's <laughs> not as good. They'll give up on anime. They'll go back to thinking it's just childish. Maybe you should start your dad on One Piece. <laughs> he should finish before he makes it to the to the bucket to kick it <laughs> wow okay um so um that's it for this episode of the i'd rather <laughs> animate podcast um make sure that you comment subscribe like follow tweet at us at i'd rather anime and check us out at i'd rather anime.com we need the views we know you could be doing other things but we're glad you decided to animate with us today until next time peace out He was like, oh crap, I'm the adult in the room. What if it was a pedophile? Like, he's straight up. Okay, that one I didn't like. (laughs) That one I didn't like. That one guy. And then she just shot him. Yeah! She was just like, like, are you trying to sell me the gun? Uh, Kotsky, shut up! Apologize, you're so weak! (laughs) So, like, can we watch some anime now?